Are we recording now? We are recording. We are not really starting yet. I'm I just say, you can edit all this stuff out, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Dorky and Desperate. I am your host, Travis, along with my co Dono's here again. How's it going, Dono? I'm good, yeah. Uh, Jason's out of town again, so I'm filling in mm-hmm. for Jason. Can't believe his commitment. If you have a if you're angry at Jason's commitment, please let us know on Twitter before it dies, or send us an email at Dorky. Our email is dorkyanddesperate at gmail.com. Got that out of the way. So, what we are going to be doing today is another um, let's talk about it kind of episode where we're going to be talking about Andor. Now, the reason why we're saying let's talk about it is because we have not done an episode by episode thing of Andor or we have we haven't even it's not even finished yet so we can't be like how did we like andor kind of thing there's two more episodes as of this recording that we st- that haven't been released yet and we're going to talk about it today yep what so what were your initial thoughts on andor be- like maybe episode 1 if you remember that or something like that um my initial thoughts were i well, even when i heard about the series i was Kind of, I wasn't sure about it because I know mm-hmm. it's about like this. It's about Cassian Andor, mm-hmm. uh, who's a character from the movie Rogue One, uh, and he was kind of he was kind of the star of the sh- movie. One of the stars of the movie, I would say. I was I don't think he was like the main person. I would say uh, Jin Jane Jin Urso was mm-hmm. the, like the main character, but he kind of was with her throughout most of the movie. Yes. Uh, so it was kind of. Like, like, is the show going to be any good? Am I like, but it's, it's Star Wars, so I figured it'd be. <clears throat> and every other Star Wars show has been pretty good that Disney Plus has put out. So, figured give it a try. Watched it, and I enjoyed it. I like the the fact that it's not like a typical Star Wars show. There's right, no right, there's right. There's no Jedi. There's no mm-hmm. lightsaber. We haven't seen a single lightsaber yeah, or force <laughs> power in use yet. Yeah, there's no like. I mean, Mandalorians are not a ton of. Like force powered people, but there's these some some people show up eventually. Jedi's mm-hmm. and, and he's got and like lightsabers. Oh and yeah. stuff. Um, As with all of our episodes, be prepared to be spoiled on anything and everything. <laughs> yes, yeah, it'll be. Yeah. So we will be talking about the first ten episodes. Um, we won't be doing a play by play like we usually do because that would be probably ten and a half hours long if we did that. We'll talk yeah. about what we liked about the show and what. Maybe what we hope for from it, kind of thing. And yeah, so I wasn't really expecting much going in because it's about Cassie and Andor. How cool could that be? It sounded like it was going to be a very run of the mill kind of show. Yeah. And it has blown my expectations out of the water. I honestly think it's the best Star Wars show right now. And I can't. I can't justifiably say that because it's not over yet, but if it continues the way it does, I think it's better than Mandalorian, honestly. That's a bold, that's a bold statement. That's a bold statement. And I understand if people don't think that, but I, you have to, I feel like at the very least it's on par with the Mandalorian with how it's gone so far. Yeah. I really think it's up there for sure. I feel like it's the, the actor that plays uh, and Cassian Andor. I can't remember his can't remember his name right now, but he's it's he's super great. He's mm-hmm. a, done a very great job, kind of carrying the show uh, as one of the main as one of the storylines. There's just like a couple, and I didn't even. I've also liked like the side storylines. I didn't know those were going to be even a part of the show, so I thought right. that was very was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see um, what's that senator's name? Senator Mon Mothma. Yeah, Mon Mothma, who we know. From later stuff is like kind of like one of the leaders of the rebellion. We get to mm-hmm. see her, her still kind of, and she's still a senator. Mm-hmm. The Senate's still kind of a thing. Kind um, of thing. Like the first time you <laughs> see the Senate, it is in stark contrast to what you see in the prequels because 
so many seats are empty and it yeah. is super quiet. It's yes, like it's the big super empty weird to watching that like where are all the senators at? Yeah, compared to like episode one, like Star Wars episode one, where it's just this giant room full of people and mm-hmm. Senate now is I mean it looks the guy I mean it looks the same with all like the circular desks and stuff, but they're just all empty. And it's mm-hmm. just super it's like a cavernous room and people are just mm-hmm. kind of you hear little mumbles in the background but people are talking, but and barely anybody's there. It's pretty mm-hmm. interesting to see the contrast from one thing till now. Yeah, this is between um, episode three and episode four of the Star Wars series. And I found out last night that, um, so they do this, at some point Cassian does this uh, bank run, or like he robs essentially the Empire of their credits, um, which is their money. And apparently that happens around the same time that the first season of Rebels, um, where they interact, they save all the Wookiees and stuff from the Empire who are making them work. That happens at the same time as that, apparently. Okay. So that's that's kind of a better timeline. I don't actually know where that still fits in the between episodes three and four. Yeah, we, we know this is... Between three and four, and it's before Rogue One, obviously, because mm-hmm. Cassian, this is kind of before Cassian joins the rebellion. Yeah, there's not um, really much of a rebellion. It's kind of like a bunch of small groups at this point. Yeah, doing it's, just stuff. A couple, it's a couple kind of like-minded people doing mm-hmm. different things across the universe, trying to trying to start a rebellion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we see the kind of beginnings of it with uh, Mon Mothma and the, the guy who recruits uh, Andor. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't. I can't remember his name either. So keep Doctor Selvik, but that's from that's the character he plays in the Marvel universe. Uh, was that actor something Skarsgård? I can't remember his real name, but um, that dude is playing the double life to the extreme. He's, yeah, he's a yeah because he plays. He's this guy. He's seems to be pretty wealthy, and he's mm-hmm. just kind of uh, trying to start this rebellion up. And he's also a like antiquities dealer on a court is it Coruscant Coruscant yeah Yeah. right next to the like I'm pretty sure it's close enough to the like imperial like center of Coruscant yeah very very yeah very close to like the big hub of the empire basically and he's just there undermining everything Uh while he's still trying to put up this front of Mm -hmm. uh, being this antiquities dealer and he's very good at changing his whole he changes his whole like his demeanor changes yes, definitely from one mm-hmm. character. Like the whole antiquities dealer is this happy, uh, completely different person than when he is when he's dealing with like empire and rebellious rebellion stuff. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it starts off base. We still haven't, I just realized we haven't, that hasn't been resolved necessarily. Andor was looking for a sister, right? Yeah. Like well, in we, the beginning. Yeah. We, we learned that casting's kind of a, comes from a planet that we, that, Everybody thought it was like abandoned, and it just ended up like a bunch of like young kids were living on it, basically. And there was they kind of took care, was taking care of themselves. And he had a, a younger sister, and he was looking for her in this bar place, basically at the beginning of the show. Um, he's from a planet that really no one's ever heard of, uh, or very few people it seems have ever heard of this planet that he's actually from. And uh, he kind of gets abducted, more or less, kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, as a kid, by these like rebel by kind of these rebellious people, they were um, they was, these were rebellious people, the separatists. They were separatists, I believe, actually. Yeah, um, from the Republic Separatist War. Yeah, one of their like a uh, Republic ship crashed on this planet, and these people were there trying to salvage whatever they could from it, basically. Mm-hmm. And they find this kid, and they take him because they realize that like other ships are going to come to retrieve this, and they didn't. This woman. Uh, which ends up being Cassian's like mom, basically. Mom, yeah. That's how he that's how he sees her, at least, as mm-hmm. his mom. Uh basically kidnaps him, basically. Kind of basically, but he sa- saves him because they know the other people are gonna come for the ship and she wants to protect him, basically. Because he's just this little kid. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, but at, yeah, the beginning of the show he's looking, but he had a sister that he hadn't seen since then. Mm-hmm. So he's he thought he heard a rumor of some girl from this planet being at this bar. Uh, but he didn't find her. And then two police officers of that like planet or whatever. They were you know, like they that, were lost sect, I think they were called. Um 
basically whatever the imperial like police officer forces yeah they, yeah they were like um they're like yo let, that guy probably has a bunch of money let's try to get some from him with bribes yeah these basically cor- pretty seems to be kind of corrupt cops at the at this point mm-hmm. kind of uh try to shake down andor and um, he just kills them both <laughs> instead yeah and he that starts off the entire show essentially <laughs> Yeah, it all this, blossoms from that. Yeah, everything everything kind of starts with that. Like he's because he goes from there, and then he he knows he needs to escape. Uh, so he tries to pawn off this this part that he has. Uh, he goes back to his home planet, I believe. Well, his air quotes home planet, the one he's been living on for a while. Yeah. And did you get the feeling that it was Tatooine at all? Because I didn't really until like, wait, this is a desert planet. Like a few episodes in, this is kind of thing yeah i feel i mean it feels like that kind of but i feel like it's more i feel like that planet is more uh industrialized than ever yeah, than anything yeah. i've ever seen I on think tatooine I remember someone saying in the show like if you can't find it here you can't find it anywhere kind of thing like you could find everything here it's something like yeah that. i feel like the, the the city definitely looks that they live in uh, it's definitely more industrialized than anything I'd ever seen on Tatooine mm-hmm. in the other movies or shows or anything. So I don't, I don't think it's Tatooine. Makes sense. Um, makes I feel sense. like every, I feel like all the other cities we've seen on Tatooine are, I don't know, I haven't seen the amount of industrialization. And everyone seems other close stuff. to each other on in that place at least. Like there's a lot of, it's not like Tatooine where everyone's out for themselves kind of thing. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> like a community there, and you see that later on when um because eventually they figure out yo this dude named cassian and or just killed two of our police officers let's show them how great we are by terrorizing this town and so yeah, they take the exact yeah. opposite happens to them essentially they get terrorized <laughs> yeah this this police force that cassian uh killed two of sends was it like 12 people like He's like a total of like fourteen people. It was like mm-hmm. twelve team, like tactical force and two officers, uh, and they. Well, initially, the head officer was told just just leave it alone. And he's like, nah, this this is bad. He did something illegal. We got to stop him. Yeah, kind this of guy thing. is uh, this, this guy is super by the book, and we'll see that mm-hmm. continue throughout the show. Uh, but he goes to this tactical force to this planet to look for this guy, and uh, they eventually they all they have is a kind of description of him. They don't actually have his name yet, but it's one of the uh, inhabitants of the planet mm-hmm. uh, gives up Andor kind of for selfish reasons. Cause selfish he's, because he, I think he was protect, be trying to be protective of his girl, but he, he thought like she, he liked her kind of thing. And yeah, he was like, was, I've got to, I got to protect my girl. And later on, those police officers just shoot him because. Yeah. It was Cassian's like ex, Cassian's ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend turn him, turns him in or tells the guy, tells the people his name. And then they end up harassing her because she's trying to run and warn him mm-hmm. about what's happening. And this whole city has this whole like system where they start like pounding on these things to just to let everybody know, like, hey, the, basically the cops are here. Like bad people are yeah, here. Like, yeah, I've, like, be warned something like something. Yeah, basically the, the Which, authorities are here. Um. There was some clip I saw of the, I think, the Irish or Scottish Revolution um, where they did the exact same thing. Really? They were, like, banging everything while the, I think there were also police officers walking through the town trying to do something. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seemed to work because, I mean, yeah. Cassian figured it out eventually mm-hmm. uh, that they were here for him. But, yeah, they were, she was running to try to warn Cassian and they ended up harassing her and then. Her boyfriend, who turned in Andor, tries to stop them, and he ends up dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of, if he wouldn't have said anything, he probably would have still be alive. But yeah, I'd say it's twenty twenty, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, um, so yeah, he's the cops come, and then this uh, Cassian meets with uh, the dealer, the antique dealer that we don't actually know as antique dealer yet. We just know him as like this thug, essentially. Yeah, we we just know him as the as the buyer, basically yeah. at this point in the show. Like he knows that he. We just know he buys stolen imperial em- em- stuff. Yeah, empirical technology, basically. Mm-hmm. So he's meeting with him, and we realize like this guy doesn't really 
he doesn't want the stuff that Andor has. He's one. He wants Andor. He thinks yeah. he he knows Andor's reputation of being able to uh, get into places, do things that p- other people can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just knows that Andor has a lot of talents, and he thinks that Andor can be useful to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Andor and him team uh, up to escape. Yeah, team up to escape. They create a distraction, end up killing more cops. <laughs> And making uh, the cops look like idiots the yeah, entire ba- yeah, time. Yeah, making the cops look terrible um, and escape this planet. Um, and then <laughs> the cops just get in more trouble. And uh-huh. Because they, they, the officer who's by the book brings up this task force because he's, he he's by the book, like you said. And he's got to stop all this stuff going on when his superiors are like, keep it down. Like... Like our midterm report cards are coming in soon, and we got to look good. This is not going to look good if we report this kind of thing. Um, and now they actually lose power. Uh, I'm just going to call them Lawsec. I don't know if that's actually. I don't think that's their actual name. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't remember. Um, but I'm going to call them Lawsec. L A W S E C, and they lose power essentially. And at some point, the Imperials actually. Like the actual Imperial Army stations themselves on that planet, and yeah, like the ISB and the mm-hmm. storm. You see, like stormtroopers basically come in and like take over this city, basically because mm-hmm. of uh, because of Andor, because yep. of what because of what happened. Um, what does ISB stand for? Do you know? International. I don't. <laughs> it's not internet. It can't be internet. <laughs> Invest. It's basically they are the Secret Service. That not secret eight. Well, they're like the CIA essentially. Are they CIA F- FBI of the yeah. of the empire mm-hmm. basically? Except that's what it seems. I mean, it's what it seems like at least. And like, KGB altogether. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with more KGB probably. Yeah. Just with some of their tactics mm-hmm. they've used. Uh huh. Like at some point they were like, "Oh yeah, this species was very interesting that we got to study." Did you know that their children's screams are terrifying? We recorded it for you. If you don't tell us what you what you know, we're gonna play it for you on nonstop repeat. Yeah, they're terrible people. Uh huh. Um, and that's one. That's uh one of the another one of the storylines is this ISB officer trying to investigate all this stuff. Going mm-hmm. Cause she's she's close on a lot of stuff, but like they don't investigate it because it's like eh. Who cares, kind of thing. Yeah the the rebels are it's they're doing stuff like in different parts of the universe, so nobody really mm-hmm. pulls it all together that what's going on until her basically. Yeah. she tries. She's the one who kind of figures out like what's exact, like what's trying to happen basically. Mm-hmm. And she has to deal with that uh, ex Lawsec officer that's by the book because he gets fired. Yep, he lost and job. and he. You start using his new job that he got. It sound, honestly sounds like a mafia boss that he goes back to his mob and his mob's like, yo, this person, Tony over here, could get you a yeah. job. <laughs> uncle whatever. That's uncle somebody. Yeah. yeah. And, which honestly makes me think that's a crime person, <laughs> if anything. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely somebody connected. And I feel mm-hmm. like somebody like that is definitely ties to something. Not and great, he starts working on like some sort of monitoring company or something like that it looked like at least yeah i don't know what those people are doing it was just yeah. everybody was their own little like cubicle things and mm-hmm. just looking that, at the screens i would rebel long. based on that work environment alone like that looked not necessarily terrifying but like awful like why I don't yeah know. it looked like it was super very tedious and uh-huh. monotonous and just very boring mm-hmm. work to do but yeah he uses that to try to uh investigate more into Andor and stuff. And then and they, they're like, don't do that. The ISB catches on, like, they interview him, like, don't ever research this again, or we're going to come for you. And he's like, don't tell me how to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 yeah, he he's, ignores them, basically. He even tries to, I think he, like... He hunts, he doesn't hunt down. He, like, stalks the one ISB yeah. agent, basically, and, like, uh-huh. tries to, pulls her to the side as she's I want walking. to help. Let me help capture Andor. Yeah, he's just so Which desperate. we haven't even talked about Andor, because at this point, we'll get to why he's here, but he's already in an imperial prison 
under a different name, so they don't know they have yeah, him captured. At this, at this at that point, yeah, but yeah, he. So Andor is uh, basically gets recruited by this uh, dealer guy, uh, or arms dealer, not arms dealer, but like antique dealer guy, mm-hmm. basically uh, buyer person to basically help the rebels steal a bunch of credits. I believe. Ba- Steal the payroll, basically, of an yeah. empirical base on Aldani, the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have this. So he recruits the him, and he gives them this. Uh, it was a Kyber crystal, yeah, or something, it was a right? Kyber crystal worth That's a kind lot of, of a, money. Yeah, kind of like a down payment. Like here, I'll give you this, and if you do this, I'll give you. I think it was like two hundred thousand credits or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Andrew was like, "Okay, I'll like whatever. Like." I'll tell you, I, I need money. I need to escape. These people are still after me. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he takes him to this planet. He pretends to be somebody else. Uh, the only person knows who who knows who he actually is uh, is like the leader of this little group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's he ends up meeting. I think there's like six or seven people on yeah. this rebels on this planet who are who have been there for months. It seems like making up this plan uh, to get into this base and steal all this money mm-hmm. they make use of a, a planetary festival which the actual festival results because it's it's basically all these like shooting stars come super close to the planet or it's not even shooting stars it's something like shooting stars though and it's yeah absolutely it's some, like, na- beautiful yeah it's some ridiculously amazing looking uh natural phenomenon that happens every year and the people the presidents of this planet uh, think of it as like a holy festival kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kind of, the rebels want to use that as kind of a distraction. Because their whole festival takes place right in front of the imperial base they're trying to rob. Yeah, which is, yeah. So they, there's like this monument thing that's right near the empire's base. Uh, so they want to use them, basically use that as a distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and they succeed but they lose like, kind, kind of kind of succeeds. They kind they, they, get, they get enough stuff. They don't yeah, get they all get, the stuff they want. They get a lot of the credits. They didn't get they were kind of fine. They were kind of found out. Um you know, so they, they try to jam the signal, but somehow somebody heard them talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the people who are helping all this was like the lieutenant at this at this base. Mm-hmm. Cuz he uh, he was rebelling against the Empire because I think he like fell in love with one of the residents of the planet. And they killed her. Uh, and they ended up, yeah, she ended up getting killed by the Empire. So he was super upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they load up as much as they can. Uh, a couple of them end up dying in the process. I think like three of them or so. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Um, and then, the kind of Bolshevik like <laughs> person was like, yes, we must fight against the Empire. But he's like a kid. So he's like, yes, we must fight against the Empire. <laughs> It is all written in my manifesto. Yeah, this kid, right? Yeah, this one, one of the guys, is a, a much younger person, uh, who kind of wrote out this like why we're rebelling, basically, kind of thing. Uh, so he, so Andor, like the leader of this whole this group, and like one other, two other people, uh, eventually escape, mm-hmm. um, and, and they get to this planet where they one of them is injured, and they try to. Go to this one planet where there's a doctor trying to help. Actually, the young, uh, the young kid with the, the yeah. book. He gets a whole like the whole like it was weird. It was like this bandol, this huge bandolier essentially of credits on this metal like thing, and it smashes into that kid because they're trying to escape and they don't have it secured down. And he's on the ground essentially, yeah, already yeah. injured. Yeah, he basically gets crushed by this like giant thing of credits, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's, so they're trying to heal him. And then we the learn dude that's been like sus the entire time. like, yo, let's rob this. We will split it 50, 50 and we'll go off our separate rays. And then Andor just shoots him essentially. Yeah. This guy has been suspicious of Andor the entire time. And, uh, just seemed like he'd been, been down, like down for the cause the entire time. Just kind of says like, oh, let's. Let's screw these people over, basically. Yeah, let's, that's a let's, lot of credits in there, dude. Do you know what you could do with those credits? Let's just t- like, here's millions of credits here. Let's just split it and mm-hmm. and take go our own ways. Forget these people. Let's just go. Yeah. And I, yeah. Like, like Travis said, he, and Andor shoots him, goes into where they're working on this kid, mm-hmm. uh, and tells the, the woman who was like the leader of the group, like, hey, this guy just did this. 
I like I had to shoot him. I had to kill him. Like I'm gonna take what I've mm-hmm. I'm gonna take what I was owed and a ship, and I think he took like the doctor ship actually. Yeah, cause uh, and then I was like, I'm gonna take what I owe, take what I was owed. How much like how much can I like how much for that ship? And he just takes off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then the later the, and then the she kids, wants to start hunting him down. Kids end up kid ends up dying. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, eventually we learn that she has to, she was told by another person, uh, the woman who works for the antique dealer basically tells this lady. No loose ends. Yeah, no loose ends. Go find Andor and kill him, basically. Mm-hmm. And she, the leader of this small rebel group, is the sister to Mon Mothma, I'm pretty sure. Cousin. Cousin to Mon Mothma. Yeah, she's Mon Mothma's cousin. Uh, so at least they're keeping the rebel. Rebellion in the family. Um, <laughs> Except the father or the husband, if he yeah, ever Ma- found out about that, he would turn them all yeah. in. Mon- we were Mon Mothma's husband's a complete jerk. Uh-huh. Uh, and the daughter is too, but that's fine. She's like a teenager. That's like expected. Yeah, we expect her to, to be a terrible person, to be a bad person. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Andor, Andor, then we find Andor is on like this, looks like a pleasure planet, basically. It's like mm-hmm. a, just on this beach. Uh, he's all, he leaves his room or whatever to go get breakfast and people are running and some stormtrooper guy just kind of stops him like, Hey, what are you doing? You're with them, aren't you? He's like, like nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a tourist. <laughs> and he's like, nope, you're with them. And yeah, the- he keeps saying, I'm a tourist. I'm a tourist. And he's just like, no, you're with us. And then this robot just says like, here, hold him. And this yeah, robot. Yeah, that what is also looks like a K, K2SO from Rogue One. Yeah. Those robots. Yeah, those were those. terrified at that scene. Like they were like hunting down those people, and then you would just see yeah, them get yanked or like smash into the ground. Like oh, these things are terrified. Yeah. So yeah, then he gets arrested for I don't know suspicion of something, mm-hmm. some trumped up charge that uh-huh. was complete nonsense. Yep. And yep, then yep. he realizes he get, and he gets sentenced to six years in prison mm-hmm. for doing nothing. Basically, but no one knows this is Cassie Andor at this point too. He's still using his fake name. Yeah, he's using I think a different fake name now. Probably, yeah. I can't remember what it was now, but because he was Clem or something to the mm-hmm. to the people on Aldani, uh, but now he's using some other fake name. Um, but yeah, now he's just been arrested. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's yeah, like Tara said earlier, like he's. The one guy is still investigating. They're still investigating him, trying to figure out like where he's at, but they don't realize like he's already in, like he's in prison, basically. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and they, they have, already they got have, him. They have no idea. And, and that then- prison is also pretty terrifying. Um, so a lot of the guards wear these boots, and that's because the whole ground bec- can become electrified. Yeah. Um, to the point of death. Like there's like various stages of electric electrification, and there's one that's yeah, just like level, it, you die if you touch to the it, ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's levels where it can hurt you, then levels where you can just fry you completely and kill you, mm-hmm. uh, which they end up doing to like one entire floor of this person at some at one point. Yeah, because they're all in there. They're not just like living the rest of their sentence out. They're working. And yeah, if they're all you, everybody's building the worst building something. Like, there's like multiple tables per like a section, and there's multiple sections per floor, and there's multiple floors, yeah. and there's multiple shifts. So yeah, there's two shifts. There's day there's day shift and night shift. Mm-hmm. And so the worst performing section of no, the worst performing table of each section gets electrified. Well, not to death, but they get like torture electrified. Yeah, they get like the worst. Yeah, the worst table gets punished somehow. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's at the end of every week or end of every day, but if you're the worst table of your section or whatever, you get you get punished, which is electrified basically. So everybody's all the prisoners are walking around barefoot. Um, but they're all know. counting down to when they can leave because there is this they're in their little like prison cell. Each of them has a little number next to them, and it counts down every night. Yeah, by count, one. yeah, it counts down how many shifts they use it. They do it by shifts. So I like. Mm-hmm. The man, like the leader of uh, Andor's floor, whatever, said he had like two hundred and something, like two hundred shifts left, basically. Yep. So who's also 200, a prisoner? Days. Yeah, he's he's a prisoner managing other prisoners, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He's he was played by Andy Serkis, who I mm-hmm. thought was interesting. Um, uh, didn't he know does he was, really didn't know he was good in the show. Yeah, he was great. Um, um, and he's like, he's like, just stick your head, keep your head down. We'll get out of this kind of thing. It's fine. We just got to work our shifts and we'll be good. 
yeah, his whole thing was just do the do the work, get by, do your time, and you'll get out. This is this is this is him in response to uh, Andor saying, "How many guards? How many guards are there? I want to get out." And he's like, "Keep your head down, work, and then you can leave." And at yeah, one and, point, yeah, Andor like base Andor from the beginning. As soon as he gets there, is plotting an escape. It's he's like, already got collaborators already. Yeah, before. very very quickly he gets people like. That are on the same page as him and want to get out and escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he manages. So he has like an old person on part of his like table and or his table. And the dude starts suffering from basically being old, essentially. Yeah. He's he's just losing. Yeah. He's losing it. He's getting slowing way down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he ends up having he ends up having a massive stroke. Uh-huh. Basically and- collapses in this hallway. Like in between shifts, basically. And it, at that point, it's like and Andy Circus's character and Andor uh, waiting for a doctor to get there. Yeah, waiting and for a doctor who's. I think the doctor's actually a prisoner too. Yeah, the doctor's like. pretty sure a prisoner. And right before this, um, so there's like this like tunnel essentially where it goes. I'm assuming it goes from like the dorms to the um to the so, workplace yeah and at, you could there's windows you could see all the other tunnels kind of thing yeah and they communicate through like some sort of sign language and they everyone started freaking yeah. out like what happened to what happened to section two or floor two kind of thing yeah people yeah people are freaking out because like something all they say is like something happened on two something happened on two uh-huh uh, i think andor is like on level five or something yeah um but yeah something something happened on two they didn't know what but something seemed very very wrong happened mm-hmm. and- on this floor and Andy's like, come on, just give this guy some like mints so he's got like five more days until he's out, kind of thing. And the guy puts like a mask on like a gas mask on not not, not like that kind of gas mask, but like a respirator kind like of an mask. Ox- yeah, oxygen mask kind of thing, yeah. Uh and essentially kills the dude. Because, yeah, he's, yeah, he says and then Andy's yeah. like, What happened on floor two? Essentially. Because there's a point where the guard has to go and get a gurney, essentially. Yeah, so it's just the three prisoners alone, and they know uh, Andor well, assumes the doctor because the doctor he assumes goes like between floors. Yeah, and she he would assume he would know mm-hmm. what was going on. Uh, and this guy, the older guy, just had a massive stroke and he couldn't do anything for him. That's why he killed him mm-hmm. or euthan euthanized him basically. Yeah, and he's like, "Come on, just give him some like steroids or something." He's got like, a couple he's, more shifts till he's gone. Yeah, he just got to get up, but like, there's nothing. The doctor says like, "There's nothing I can do." Uh, but yeah, they basically berate him into telling him what happened. And apparently someone from a, a different floor other than two uh, had their time up. Yeah, so I think it was like level four. Two. Yeah, they were on, the guy was on level four one day, supposed to get out, get out. Then he shows back and he shows up on level two the next day. And they level two finds out about that and they decide to fry everyone in there. Yeah, because level, level, yeah, level two realizes like, we're not getting out. Yeah. Like no, like this guy was supposed to get out and, but his time was up, but he, he didn't get out. So they mm-hmm. started, I'm assuming he started to rebel and act up and they just fried the entire floor. Mm-hmm. And then at that, at the end of that episode, Andor asks again, how many guards are on this floor? And Andy Circus's character answers him. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's how it ends. He's like no more than 12. I think is what he, is what he ends up saying. Uh huh. And so yeah, they the last episode was them rebelling that we saw. Um, yeah, the last yeah the last yeah the last episode was basically them uh, figuring out how figuring out how to escape basically. Mm-hmm. And, and the, for we haven't actually described where this prison's located at. It's in the middle of like a lake, kind of. Yeah, thing. it's in the, it's in the in the middle of a large body of water. It's kind of. It's There's like no a, ships on. It's like there. an island by itself, kind uh-huh. of. It looks. It kind of looks like the, uh, the prison that the Avengers were taken to at the end of. Before oh. Civil War, the end of Civil War. Yeah, because they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, end yeah. of Civil War, they're taking us this this giant floating prison, basically in the middle of the. I mean, there's in the middle of the ocean, but it kind of looks like that. This this giant prison floating mm-hmm. in the middle of this large body of water, um, and there's. There's no way out. I mean, it's kind of like it's like Alcatraz. There's no just surrounded by water, uh, and there's no way to escape basically, uh, unless you can get out. But there's like we said before, like the whole floor was electrified, and take one step out of place, and 
You, you die. Can f- you can fry and burn, basically. Mm-hmm. And so they escape, but then Andy circles a character because they're in the middle of the lake. I can't swim, man. I can't swim. <laughs> yeah, that's so. Andor looks at I him like no, so as sad. someone drags him Andor down into the water because they all start swimming away. Yeah. So they they somehow they figure out like if we can flood the floor, it will, we, it'll short circuit basically. Uh-huh. And they they uh, Cassian busts a water pipe in the bathroom, floods the floor, uh, and basically. They just rebel. They they figure out how to they short out the floor, and once the floor is done, mm-hmm. there's so many more. There's like five thousand prisoners, and only well, like thirteen, like a maybe couple hundred, hundred guards. Yeah, maybe a hundred guards for because they because they thought the floor would be their the equalizer, basically. Yeah. But without that, the people just re- rebel. They climb out of their stations and grab all the guns, and we actually see some of the guards just kind of. Hiding, yeah. The, door. Point, the guards are just hiding. Like, they don't like, want we can't deal with this. Like we don't want to die. Like we're not gonna. Like we we're not gonna win. <laughs> uh, so they all start. They basically just start climbing up to the top uh, to escape, and mm-hmm. yeah, they're just all jumping out of this prison to swim away. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize they were close enough to swim that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, thought then, they're like they're just they're just going out to die. Yeah, I thought they were, I thought they were in the middle of like, this giant ocean. Uh-huh. I didn't realize there's land anywhere near there. Um, but yeah, we see at the last, yeah, like Travis said, Andy's circus's character is just like, hey, I can't swim as Cassian's is kind of pushed over the side. Uh-huh. And then we see, uh, Cassian and some other guy just kind of escape. Yeah. Get to the shore and start running basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they're going to go. No idea. No idea whatsoever. Yeah, and we, that's the last of what we've seen. Essentially. Yeah. We also have uh, another storyline is this Mon Mothma just trying to, Raise money for the rebellion, basically. Mm-hmm. So she's she's dealing uh, with trying a, to she's with a mafia, actual kind of mafia boss from her home planet. Yeah, we see her. Like. We see her try to talk to this banker guy who is her like old uh, childhood friend, uh, and basically try to see if she can access her family's her family's money because I guess her family must be wealthy. It seems like, um, and then he tells her like I. We need basically we need help, and the only person who can help us is basically this real gangster kind of <laughs> gangster guy uh, who mm-hmm. uh, who's like, "I will give you the money, but you gotta have your daughter marry my son." Yeah, we didn't. We didn't come out right and say that. He said, "Like, I just want to be. I want to be invited back to this place, and I want to bring my son, and I want to have my son meet your daughter, basically." And, Mon Mothma was not happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like her, like, like her plan's tradition is that people marry at a young age, and she was not particularly thrilled that that's a thing still, because she was married at a young age, essentially with her husband. And yeah, she, it sounds like she's trying to avoid that for her daughter. Yeah, she was definitely seems like she was not happy with her choice of yeah with her husband as, mm-hmm. at this point in their marriage. Uh, so yeah, she might be, she probably, I'm sure she doesn't want her daughter to marry some gangster's kid, basically. Mm-hmm. Also, all of these people, they don't interact with anyone else really from the other like storylines besides the, the dealer, the antique dealer. Like he's the one knot that all the threads are coming into. Yeah. Cause Ma- yeah, him and Mon Mothma have a relationship with each other. Uh, him and Andor, he's like the connecting piece mm-hmm. to everything. And he's the one being invest. Like he's the one that the ISB agent yep. is trying to find. Uh, so he's kind of the connecting, yeah, the connecting piece to everything. Um, something also interesting is that he talked with um, what's his name? What's his name? I forget his name. Now the the partisans, the rebel dude from Rogue One, uh that Generoso worked for, well, worked for, if you will. Um, I forget his name now. I forget his name. I know you're talking Why about. Why am I forgetting his name? Ah, I'm looking it up. He he was in Rogue, he was actually in the Clone Wars too. That's where he learned all the stuff. Um, from Anakin of all people. He learned how to rebel from Anakin. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know the actor's Rogue. name. I Saw Gerrera. Yes, there, we go. there it is. Saw Gerrera. 
and yeah. the, the collector, the the antique guy is like, so I got this nice little thing. You guys want it? It's yours if you go help out this little guy right here. Yeah, yeah, Sogar, yeah, Sogar is another. Cause I feel like, like we said earlier, the the brilliant at this point is not a really organized effort. It's just kind of more of like a couple different groups of people doing different mm-hmm. things. Uh, and I feel like this this dealer guy is trying to get everything organized. Is trying mm-hmm. to like an organize, I'm have an organized rebellion. So in the rebels rebel show, um, at some point there's a basically a broadcast of Mon Mothma declaring the Rebel Alliance, essentially, and I'm expecting yeah. that to happen in Andor possibly. Um, maybe. Yeah. There's also been like. It's shown how bad the Empire is in a lot of ways. Um, because one, they showed the torture stuff that they did to the citizens. Um, yeah. Two, well, it just shows like how awful the Empire is. Because you're only here, you're seeing it from like the hero side kind of thing from all the movies and stuff like that. You're never seeing it from like a normal everyday citizen's. Side. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't see yet what like the citizens are going through because of what the empire is doing, mm-hmm. and it's just the as the show goes along, we just see the empire just kind cracking of down, more making and more and more laws, and just making the citizens more and more angry. Essentially, yeah, and I think obviously, I think that's what that's what the rebellion wants. They want yeah, the people. The, they want their people to rebel. They want the empire to start cracking down more and more. Yeah. Cause it makes people, people are, more mad. It makes people join the rebellion. Yeah. Kind the of more thing. fed up with the, the empire people are going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they want uh, their kind of empire is kind of doing what the rebellion wants at this point. Yeah. Uh, they want their, their empire just to be more and more tyrannical mm-hmm. uh, in their efforts. And I feel like the worse the empire gets, the more people are want to rebel. So that's what kind of what the rebellion wants. They they were happy that the rebellion that the empire started cracking down on stuff after uh, the Aldani thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was honestly, I think it's one of the guy's goals. Yep. Honestly, it was like he won. He he obviously wanted the money because the rebellions take money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he definitely was <clears throat> not uh, not mad that the empire started yeah. making more and more. Laws because Mon Mothma brings that up like the, the Empire's gonna start making all these laws, and he's like, Good, yeah, that's Mon good for us. Seemed concerned about it, but I think she came to realize, like, I guess you're kind of right. Like, the more, mm-hmm. more the Empire's jerks, the more uh, people are, why would you rebel. want to rebel against this benevolent empire that's super great? Yeah, but for yeah, you. great empires don't get rebelled against, it's the mm-hmm. ones that are uh, tyrannical and terrible that people yeah. rebel against so also i'm waiting so andor's mom super old at this point but she's like yeah. i'm ready to go i'm gonna take out a couple stormtroopers <laughs> with me just you wait <laughs> yeah i feel like she's definitely yeah she's gonna just so the, the, i'm uh, getting old enough that i could die any day might as well take <laughs> out some imperials with me <laughs> Yeah, it'd be great to see her. Uh, the Empire kind of took over a hotel in her city, so I feel like I just want to walk. Just want to see her walk into the hotel and start shooting people. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like, just start she taking out stormtroopers. She would do just, great. Just like dual wielding blasters. Sunny. the equivalent of a space shotgun and just yeah. starts. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna happen, but it'd be great. Uh, so there's yeah, a couple episodes left. Um, I feel like. Obviously, you have to see Andor get off this planet somehow. I don't uh-huh. know how. I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to happen. We, have to, we don't even. We're not even sure where he's at. We honestly. also don't know if there's going to be another season, as far as we know. Because um, if there's not, it's True. probably going to end going directly. Maybe. Well, it will have some sort of like connection to Rogue One, other than hey, this is Andor kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like this is. I feel like this is a little. I'm not sure how long before Rogue One this takes place, but I feel like there's a lot of steps because in in Rogue One, Andor is like 100 percent for the for Rogue. the rebellion, like mm-hmm. completely a rebellion agent. Yeah, um, and I just feel like stuff, a lot of stuff has to happen before 
the it honestly you... looks like that the rebellion actually forms into the rebellion in Rogue One. Like, yes, they're more organized when Mon Mothma starts like the proclamation, like, yeah, we are rebels kind of thing. But it's not until like Rogue One where every all these different huge rebel groups start to form together for the Rebel yeah. Alliance, essentially. Yeah, well, I feel like there's things that have to happen to Andor mm-hmm. or around him or something that has that takes him from where he's at now to what he is in Rogue One. So I feel like there's feel like there's more to tell than just two episodes can give us. So I feel like there should be, I don't know. I feel like there should be another season. I feel like this is something has like more than what's happened to him already. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. at this point, I'm sure he's super upset of the Empire. Really, everything he's gone through this prison and everything. Uh, but I feel like I don't know. Well, the um, antique dealer's gonna die, but that's never, not never... gonna be a positive thing for the Empire. For somehow, um, it's gonna be like flame more people to join the rebellion. Kind of yeah. Thing. I feel like I don't know if he does die. I feel like he's gonna be. They put him up as like a martyr. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have like a public execution. They're gonna make the mistake of allowing him to speak, and it's gonna get yeah, a bunch they, of people because we never see this. This guy's not in anything else, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So he's and he's he's super important right now for the rebellion. So yeah, he has to be dead by the time we actually have anything. Yeah, on he's him. definitely yeah he's not in Rogue One or anything. So he definitely has to. Yeah, I feel like what you said is true. I feel like he's they're gonna let him talk and going to have some like amazing speech and mm-hmm. cause people to, to want to rebel. Uh, and he's also, cause he's also important. Cause he's like, uh, we re- we learned at the very end of the last episode that we have a ISB agent is undercover in the ISB. Who's also, who's working, basically giving information to this guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and helping the rebellion. And he's like, I want out. I have a candid <laughs> wife now. Come on, man. Yeah, like I, like, I give you all the yeah. stuff. And let me out, man. Yeah, the guy's like, I've, he's gonna I've, crack. I've, he's sacri- gonna I've sacrificed, every, sacrificed enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want out. But then uh, the, can't the, person's name. the antique dealer dude. Antique dealer he's guy. like, you never get it out. He's like, what do you I, think's going to happen if you get out? It's bad for you either way. Yeah, like, we can't let you out. Like, talking about. And then he gives a pretty, I like, a great speech, honestly, about everything that he's given up for mm-hmm. for this. Um, so like, don't talk to me about sacrifice. Like, I've sacrificed everything mm-hmm. uh, to to do this. So you're gonna stay where you're at. Uh, you're and, such a valuable source right yeah. now. So I thought that was interesting to know that there is a like the rebellion kind of has he, people everywhere. I forget. Was he actually working directly with the lady who's that? I think the guy. I think he was in the. He's one of the people in like the, the meeting rooms. Like, okay, all the meetings they had. He's one of the people sitting down, or is he one of the, like the attendants in the back? Because each one of those people had like an attendant, I believe. I feel like he was one of the guys sitting down because he was because we didn't really we didn't really notice this guy at he, all until this episode because we've had multiple. He didn't really speak much. I think maybe no, he didn't really say anything and honestly he until a- suggested something about doing a routine inspection for their cover because they're trying to make this like dead pilot looked like it was an accident rather than they killed him. Yeah, he's basically, he says basically something helpful for the ISB. and he's That's where the only lines he's ever said mm-hmm. up to this point, but I feel like he was one of... He's, other, he's been in the rooms for a lot of these meetings that we see at the yeah. ISB. I can't remember if he's one of the guy, like, guys sitting down or an attendant. But I feel like from what he's... From his uniform, I feel like he had like three of those little blue things okay, on it. I do not know what their ranks. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, well, the head guy had like three or four blue ones and a red one. Okay. So I'm assuming the more little blue like things you have on your badge, like blue rectangles, basically, the mm-hmm. higher your rank is, I'm assuming. Because I think the, the woman had like three and the, anybody else had like two or one or makes something. Makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, yeah, so he's. Basically tries to warn this guy uh, about the because ISB knows about some this plan, um, but the dealer says like okay, what's well, it's a necessary sacrifice? If we don't, if we call it off, the Empire will know that something's up. So we have to go through this plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, just to basically yeah, uh, let this guy's let this guy's cover stay intact. Uh-huh. Uh, they kind of sacrifice these couple more than people. Fifty men. Yeah. Which honestly, the information stuff he he gives mm-hmm. is easily probably worth at those, those yeah. people's lives. That's kind of like the same thing that uh, what you might call it, uh, whatever our cipher team in World War Two 
who broke uh, the German Enigma. Enigma, I think it's called, uh, their team. Uh, they had to be like, do we, they had to skirt the line of protecting their soldiers and like re- losing their ability to decipher everything the Germans said. So they would have to le- have ships be absolutely destroyed or like entire groups destroyed because it, it was more valuable to be able to break the German code whenever they wanted to than to for those lives essentially yeah i mean information especially in a rebellion or a war is mm-hmm. very important so an inside agent could definitely be worth dozens of people's lives unfortunately the way war goes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so how as the show is right now what, what would you rate it out of 10 um I'd probably give it a like probably eight and a half out of ten. Okay, okay, okay. Probably. I mean, let's say like eight and a half to nine. Honestly, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it a lot because it's mm-hmm. not. It's a. It's different than any yeah. other Star Wars show. There's no. Like you said before, there's no Jedi. There's no Force powers. There's, there's hardly no, any like actual soldiers too in the yeah, show like we we see some we see stormtroopers like storm, a couple stormtroopers but they really don't do that much honestly mm-hmm. uh it's just basically a good like dramatic series like mm-hmm. it's just a good just about this guy uh trying to fight against like these different people trying to fight against this empire uh and it's just a it's a great kind of dramatic series set in the star wars universe and we can mm-hmm. see the the start of the rebellion, which you never really saw before. Um, and it's not about people's like uh, technology or anything like that. There's no, like, there's no cool guns or cool helmets mm-hmm. or anything like Mandalorian or uh, any of the other shows have or anything. It's just about this, these people trying to fight against this terrible empire. And mm-hmm. there's hardly ever any aliens too. I just realized like I'm trying to remember who I've only background people. Yeah, might there's have no, been there's no main, no like main characters are aliens. It's all just regular, regular humans. You see a couple aliens that like uh, there's a couple of scenes in bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see a couple aliens in the background, but no, there's no Wookies or mm-hmm. whatever Yoda and Grogu are. <laughs> Uh, but just regular people just trying to fight, like, like I said, trying to fight against this empire. So that's, a, I think it's, like you said, I don't know if it's, I mean, I love the Mandalorian. That's a great show. And I definitely put Andor definitely close to that as mm-hmm. far as, uh, Star Wars shows for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I agree with you, but I feel like, like I said before, that Andor is probably better than that. So I'm thinking like a 9.5 to 10. I think I don't think it's exactly a 10 because that's like super, 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 super for me. That's like perfection kind of thing. And it's definitely not perfection, but it's close. I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if a perfect show exists. Yeah. Uh huh. I feel like this one's definitely pretty close to being being pretty. It's great. I like, I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, You've been on here before, so now I get to ask this quiz. Where can they find us, Dono? Uh, <laughs> you can find us, uh, find this podcast at Twitter, uh, at Dorky and Desperate. Dorky underscore Desperate. Dorky underscore Desperate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then uh, email is Dorky and Desperate at gmail.com. Yep, yep, yep. I like to sometimes add in our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash give us money there and eventually we will have a patreon eventually (laughs) after that i will edit in our patreon into all these patreon.com forward slash but you can't give us money but you know what you can send us some electronic mail that's right i'm old i use the long version of email and tell us what you think are we wrong in thinking and or is quite possibly the greatest Star Wars show ever. Um, how amazing we are. How much you're angry at Jason for abandoning this podcast episode. And let us know. 
like, favorite, subscribe. We have our link tree on uh, Twitter in our profile. We might even get a new image we can use. I'm assuming. I don't. Icon image. Basically, we might be updating our profile picture. Profile oh. picture, and hopefully have a Twitter banner to make use of. But in case you guys don't know, there's been a lot of stuff happening on Twitter. So. Who knows when Twitter's going to be shut down? That's like a thing people think now. People didn't think about that before, which is the worrying in of itself. Yeah, Elon's going to ruin it. Uh-huh. Um, hopefully you don't, Elon. Uh, Twitter's pretty cool, even without our podcast. Um, I do like browsing Twitter. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us, and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Everybody. Jason. Jason, come back.
Yeah. I can add it. I'm so going to. Two more episodes left. I don't think I have anything in this so far that I can be like, and we're going to clip this and <laughs> put it in the front or the back. 